0: Hey there, welcome to The Next Level, the mental fitness podcast for entrepreneurs and executives ready to raise their mental game and performance. I am your host, Bonnie J. Skinner, and today we're talking about the top five entrepreneurial confidence killers. Let's dive in. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. Today I am talking about entrepreneurial confidence. In particular we're going to discuss five things that will absolutely kill your confidence. So I have a lot of clients who when they're coming in the biggest probably I'd say even the number one factor that we're dealing with is confidence and of course the dreaded entrepreneur um, um, imposter syndrome. So What are some of the biggest confidence killers out there? We're going to start with number one, that is unreasonable expectations that you hold about yourself and your abilities. And this is usually a pretty interesting one because what most people tend to think is that for some odd reason, they should be good at everything. That as entrepreneurs, when they, you know, when they learn all of the different parts of their business that needs to be, you know, needs to be managed, that so long as they try, they should be good at it. And I don't know where that comes from. But it's not reasonable. And you need to let it go. Because it will literally kill your confidence. Look, you are going to be great at some things. That's usually how we get into business, right? So you know, for example, I got a lot of friends in the fitness industry, they started off, you know, loving the gym and falling in love with fitness. They said, Hey, man, be awesome if I could own my own, own my own, own my own gym, own my own business. But then you realize that being a gym coach, being a fitness coach is different than being the CEO of a business. And so you have to learn a whole variety of new skills. And look, some of those skills, you're going to be excited to learn, you're going to be naturally good at. But the reality is, is some of those, you're either not going to be naturally good at, or you're not even going to want to be good at. Okay, and some of them you'll have to outsource and some of them will actually be part of your role. So we're going to be good at the things that, you know, maybe we have some natural talent in or the things that we pick up fairly easily, right? We may have an affinity for, but we're not going to be good at everything. And if we hold the expectation of ourselves that says, look, if I apply myself, I should be able to be really, really good at this. I should excel at this, right? Well, application has nothing to do with excellence, right? There are other factors involved and we actually don't need to be great at everything, so long as everything is getting done well, okay? So when you encounter something that you're not good at and you start to feel like, wow, you know, like me not being able to get this is really starting to beat up my confidence, I really want you to ask yourself, what are you saying to yourself about this? And I guarantee you, if it's eating away your confidence, there's a should somewhere. There's, you know, well, I should be good at this or everybody else is able to do this. And we make up all of these silly stories that have no foundation of truth. It's just like, oh, well, I tried it and therefore I should be good at it, right? It goes back to that old adage, you know, if you don't succeed, try and try again, right? Well, it's, that'll work in some situations, okay? What we want to do instead is really focus on what I call congruence. So am I as good as I think I am at this, Right? given maybe the fact I've never done it before, you know, that it's completely foreign to me that I haven't had anybody show me yet how to do it that I'm just trying it on my own. You know, am I expecting to go in and be able to master this right away? Right? Am I am I holding an unreasonable, maybe am I holding an unreasonable story about how quickly and how efficiently I should be able to pick this up. And once you realize and start to create more congruent stories for yourself, like, hey, I'm not great at this. I'm probably going to struggle for a little while, but eventually I'll get a little better. And if I don't, maybe I'll go get some more help. Right? That's a congruent story for something that you might just be starting for the first time. Okay? So that said, that is the, one of the confidence killers. The second one is beating yourself up for past mistakes. And usually what I say when I am, you know, when I have my coaches with me is usually you can't judge yourself or anybody else out of context. And what I mean by that is this, in order for you to go back to a past self, right, you that was a year ago, two years ago, 20 years ago, whatever it was, and judge the person you were, which is what we do when we're beating ourselves up, okay, there's a bunch of shoulds we have to do. Oh, well, I shouldn't have done that, and I shouldn't have done this, and I was such a jerk for doing that, and we make all these, again, all this foolishness. But what we don't do is go, oh, well, what, why would I have thought that was a good decision then? Or did I think it was a good decision? Then, what were the pressures that were on me to make that decision? What were the needs that I had that I thought making that decision would meet for me? It's okay to look back and not feel great about a decision that you made. Okay, listen, that's called growth. We should all we should all have something we look back on and cringe. But to hang on to the idea that it should have played out differently. Is only seeding suffering for yourself. So it's about going back, understanding the context under which you made those mistakes, under which you made those those decisions decisions that had undesirable outcomes. Okay. And saying, yeah, I wouldn't do that again, and that's how I know I've grown. And that's how we want to be able to locate and and acknowledge the things that we did in our past that we're not super excited about or super you know, maybe we have some regret over. So that's number two. Beating yourself up for past mistakes. Number three, confidence killer. Unreasonable expectations of the entrepreneurial journey. This one is one of my favorites because social media is rife with all of these wonderful memes and gifts and all these things that say, hey, if you just, if you just grind long enough, if you just sacrifice long enough, if you just get in and, and, you know, everything's going to be great. And you're going to be flying around on Lear jets and you're going to have a Rolls Royce and all this kind of stuff, right? Like it shows you the beginning, right? The nine to five sufferer. And then it shows you like jets and airplanes and all this kind of stuff. And it does not show you the dips and peaks and valleys that lie between those two points. So we tend, that tends to leave us thinking that the journey should be straight up, right? Right. So so look like this nice increasing line over time. And the reality, as I'm sure you all know, is it doesn't look like that. You get in and you have struggles, you have learning curves, you have pitfalls. You have those mistakes that you make because you're learning along the way. And you've got to stop and regroup and figure things out and get help. And if you don't know that that's coming, when it hits you, it hits you like a ton of bricks. And the place you'll go is to the what's wrong with me. Why can't I do it? You know, have this crazy belief that everybody else is killing it, and you're the one that doesn't know what they're doing. And that's going to eat away at your confidence, confidence man. It's going, to, it's going to kill you. So, so we want to avoid that. We want to say, look, there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs, and there's going to be everything in between. And my only job is to figure out how to navigate the point I am to get to the next point again and again and again. Okay? So... Confidence killer number three, unreasonable expectations of the entrepreneurial journey. Now, confidence killer number four, poor adversity acceptance. Now, I hear you groaning, going, oh, my God, Bonnie, what's that, right? Really, we know it as the fear of failure. And what's happening is in our definition of success, so again, going back to number three, where we've got this assumption that success is going to be a straight line, We do not assume there's going to be any pitfalls. So we don't spend time figuring out how we're going to respond to them when they show up. So when they show up, one of the things we tend to struggle with is accepting that they've shown up. We go, this isn't fair. This shouldn't happen to me. But I did all the work. I did everything that I was supposed to do. And we spend so much time rejecting the fact that we're struggling or rejecting the challenge that has shown up for us that we choose not to invest that time trying to learn from it trying to become better because of it i need to tell my clients i'm like look think of yourself as like you know a a piece of stone that adversity is going to carve over time into this beautiful sculpture at the end but it's going to hurt Right, Not all these lessons are going to come and feel wonderful. Some of them are going to hurt. Lots of them are going to hurt. And so when we make a place for adversity, when we include adversity and struggle and challenge into our definition of success, it impacts us a lot less when those challenges and adversities show up. Right? And it makes us a lot less afraid of failure. Right, The fear of failure is not a natural one, by the way. Like, failure's never killed anybody, if you think about it, right? So it's, when we conceptualize failure, what we're usually doing is attaching it to something else that scares us, right? Like self-judgment or self-blame or self-deprecation. We tend to be very hard on ourselves when we fail. So most people aren't afraid of failing. They're afraid of that, excuse my language, mental ass whooping they're going to give themselves if they fail. And their nervous system knows that's coming, so it makes all of this possibility of failure even, even more terrifying. Okay, So to get around all of that, we really want to find a place to be able to say, look, struggle is a part of the journey. My job is to just get better at it and to have struggle impact me less and less as I grow. To compromise my performance less and less as I grow. Okay, So that was number four, uh, confidence killer, poor adversity acceptance. The last one is one that we tend not to think about, and that is sticking to what you know. Now, most people would say, but Bonnie, sticking to what I know builds my confidence. And you're right, it absolutely does. But you know what else it does? It reinforces this idea that you're going to be good across the board. Because if the only things I do I'm great at, then I think that I'm great at everything I do. And you're not necessarily wrong. But what happens then when you are charged or have to do something that you're not good at? If you don't have a place mentally to be able to locate that, to be able to understand what that means to you, then that can be a real massive uh, adjustment for your sense of identity, right? And that's, that's really what starts to pull your confidence down. And you can tell those that have fragile confidences or fragile sense of self because they only do what they know. They avoid unfamiliar things instead of going, oh, hey, boss, I haven't done that before, but like, listen, I could do it, but I, I may be a little rocky in the beginning. Those employees you want to build up and amplify and support. But you may also have those ones that go, ah, you know, I think I think Paul might be better at that for me. That's the one you need to make do it anyway. Okay. Because we have to struggle at stuff. Struggling at stuff keeps us humble, it keeps us open, and it keeps us willing to learn. And if we're not humble and open and willing to learn, adversity will kick our behinds and really, really kill our confidence, okay? So, confidence killer number four. Sorry, confidence killer number five, sticking to what you know. So, there we have it. We have the five things that will really kill your confidence. One, unreasonable expectations of yourself and your abilities, beating yourself up for past mistakes, unreasonable expectations of the entrepreneurial journey, which we know is full of ups and downs. Number four, poor adversity acceptance. And number five, sticking only to what you know and what you are good at. If you can avoid all of these five confidence killers, you will be able to keep your self-esteem intact, really feel good about yourself and your abilities, and get to and stay at the next level.